Welcome to the Ready Yeti Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 236 of the Ready Yeti Podcast featuring Brad Keys, founder of Carbo Rocket. Carbo Rocket has become a household name in the West Coast cycling world as one of the best options for endurance fuel to keep you going during long rides, races, stuff like that. Brad's been making his own personal mix since the late 2000s, but it wasn't really until recently that Carbo Rocket really took off for him. The remarkable thing about Carbo Rocket is that Brad never really intended for it to become a full-blown business. It just kind of organically ended up that. He originally made Carbo Rocket for himself. He kept on getting sick during races and long rides, and after a while, he just said, enough's enough. I mean, this is, you know, this isn't working. His solution was make something that works for him himself. And he had a ton of friends who were, I guess, more versed in nutrition, stuff like that, to help guide him and make sure that he was adding the right stuff together. But he did himself end up concocting this endurance fuel mix that just worked wonders for him. One thing led to another and Carbo Rocket. Boom. In this episode of the Ready 80 podcast, Brad walks us through some of the trials and tribulations of what it actually took to build Carbo Rocket and more importantly, push through some of those horrible plateaus to find success. Either way, it's a pretty interesting story. Always great to hear about someone creating something for themselves and realizing that other people could benefit from the thing that they make. Without further ado, I give you Brad Keys, founder of Carbo Rocket. Hey, Brad, thanks for joining me today. Hey, you bet. Thanks for having me, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. So first and foremost, who are you? Who is, who is Brad Keys? <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm a white boy, lives in Utah, and uh, <laughs> been riding and racing bikes for 30-plus years, uh, mostly mountain bikes, and uh, married, have a couple of girls or gone out the door empty nest now so nobody ever tells you that what an awesome thing an empty nest is but it's pretty good more room Um, for uh for biking yeah yeah wife's busy doing her thing i'm doing my thing uh it's pretty cool sounds awesome sounds like uh you're living the dream out there i am i am totally living the dream i ride bikes uh hang out with cool people and uh drink beer <laughs> some of my favorite right? things um so so what is carbo rocket carbo rocket uh it started with uh one product uh the original carbo rocket it's just a it's a high pretty simple hydration drink um like i said i've been racing mountain bikes for 30 years uh i would consider myself a professional amateur. I just love the competition. I'm not the fastest guy out there, but I just love the competition. And I just would always get sick. Just nonstop. Every time I go out for a race, I would vomit afterwards. So I just started messing around with stuff. Um, I have a degree in English. I didn't really help too much there. Um, but luckily I have a lot of friends who are in the, uh, nutrition and exercise physiology. Um, I got a lot of help. I've been working with the same food scientists since day one. Um, so any knowledge that I need, I knew what the product 
needed to do and what I didn't want it to do. And I had a lot of help uh, putting that first product together. Um, and that was, we had one product, one flavor um, for a couple of years and then just slowly added a couple of new flavors and then started adding some new products. And I think we're up to <clears throat> five different products and maybe 20 different SKUs, I think. Um, that's that's kind of crazy that you, I, so I guess this all started from you just get you there, uh, just getting sick. Oh yeah, you with me? Yeah, just a little hiccup there. That's that's pretty wild that you were just getting sick, and I guess you're just like I I don't want this to happen. Um, that that really was the first, you know, I guess what paved the way for you to try to create something like Carbo Rock in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, so I got to the point where if it wasn't just plain water and maybe I could get away with a banana or something, anything else just totally made me sick. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I started, you know, I got a lot of input. I wasn't, I didn't set out to launch a product. Um, but I still got a lot of help from friends for the initial, I guess, um, the initial drink that I made, I made it for me. I just made it for myself. And uh, a couple of my friends wanted to try it out. So I, I gave, you know, shared some with them. And then not too long after that, a local bike shop called me and said, Hey, can we get like 12 cans of your product? And I'm like, no, no, you can't. There's no, it's, it's just for me. Um, so that kind of got me thinking about actually launching a product. And uh, I literally was buying some ingredients in bulk and putting them in this blue, I think it's a water barrel and rolling it around in my basement and hand filling stuff. I did, I think one batch, maybe 25 bags. I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm not, this is stupid. What am I doing? Um, and then I got in touch. Uh, this is when I brought in my partner. I'm like, Hey, I got this crazy idea. What do you think we, if we start a nutrition brand? And, uh, he's like, sure, let's do it. And then, then we started contract manufacturing. We don't, we don't mix any of the product. We never have, um, everything's mixed and packaged in a, uh, uh, GMP certified facility, uh, third party verified. Um, but yeah, just started out just making stuff for me. That's what that's like doing. It's like you're a mad scientist in you know, basement trying to find uh, a cure for your ailment. That's hilarious. Um, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. So what, what's your background originally in? I'm assuming that you kind of like, this is something that fell into your lap and you just took and ran with it. I mean, kind of did. I, I was, uh, up until that point, I was in, uh, the mortgage business for 20 years and that kind of was falling apart. In 2008, 2009, real estate, everything just tanked. And uh, I started kind of working on this before that that just went to hell. And I'm like, you know what? I, I, I just need to jump in feet first. It was so it was never a side gig for me, a side hustle. It was like all in. Yeah, my wife hated me for about 10 years. <laughs> uh, looking back on it, it was probably a terrible idea to stick with it as long as I did. I mean, I, I probably had a decade of zero income 
Um, but, but getting through that and the last few years has just kind of gone bonkers and, you know, paid for two of my daughters to go to private college. And, uh, I mean, I'm glad I stuck with it now, but I literally lost a decade of income. That's kind of insane. It, in, like, it feels like everything, I mean, I don't want to say it necessarily lined up perfectly, but I mean, when you, you know, started around 2008, you were in the mortgage business. If there's any time to cross over, that was it. Yeah. Plus, I mean, now with, with COVID and be, even before COVID happening, it feels like there were so many people just getting more and more into these serious endurance sports, uh, marathons for one, Ironmans, everything. Um, yeah. People who I would never have even imagined to go for those kinds of things have been like, you know what? I'm going to start. No, it's been a banner year. It's been right before COVID hit. I just spent a ton of money on inventory and they, everything shut down. I'm just saying, oh, holy crap, man, it's over. You know, I had no idea what to expect. And, and in the end, it's been, I mean, this year, or I guess the last 12 months is double the business the previous 12 months. I mean, it's been just an insane year. Oh, yeah. And um, like bike brands, I, you guys started as um, Enduro bike, Enduro mountain bike uh, focus, right? Is that? Yeah. So most of our clients to begin with were friends and people in the mountain biking and cycling community. I'm a cyclist. Yeah. And then it's, over the years, it's kind of, you know, we've got triathletes are a big a big chunk of our business, runners, sense. ultra runners, uh, Spartan racer, anybody out doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like cycling to begin with. That, that makes so much sense. I mean, I remember, and this is it was just purely coincidence. Um, like so many people I've, I knew who were like big skiers and snowboarders just started getting into mountain biking. Like in, in the soon, like within a month of, you know, COVID, I guess, really ramping up, every bike brand was completely sold out. Like you could not yeah. bike. Yeah. Insane. It's still pretty insane. It's still pretty insane. I mean, a lot of, a lot of our, you know, we do about 50% of our sales direct to consumers and the other half brick and mortar. And most of those brick and mortar are bike shops. So I know a lot of bike shops around the country and yeah, it's, it's been unbelievable. They've had a crazy, crazy year. Yeah, that's that's wild. So, how did you actually develop Carbo Rocket? I guess the the first Carbo Rocket product. Did, I know you mentioned that you had a ton of friends who were nutritionists and just knew kind of how to handle it. Did you just take their advice? You know, try different formulas. Like, what? How do you come up with like a a supplement like that? That's. I mean, yeah, kind of, kind of like just like that. I mean, I knew it, I needed to have some calories, some electrolytes, and so. It just became a matter of uh, researching different sources of carbohydrates, different sources of electrolytes, uh, what works well in an endurance environment, what doesn't. Um, flavoring's a big, a big issue. You know, people get sick and tired of flavor. Certain flavors just turn people off. Um, it was, it was, uh, again, I, it was something I just, I made for myself. You know, we've tweaked the formula a little bit here and there, uh, but not too much. The original Carbo Rocket is still pretty much the same formula from back then. Uh, and then we just added some new products to that. But yeah, just trial, trial and error mostly. Yeah, it makes sense. And I mean, now that you 
you mentioned that you guys are starting to take off. It's almost like you you found the the recipe that people are clearly you know into, which it seems to be great. Yeah, you know, I, interestingly enough, like the original, uh, a product that came out later is actually our our best selling product. Uh, it's the the three 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 or half evil endurance fuel. Um, so really high calorie, uh, all in one fuel. Like I do a lot of four to five hour training rides on the weekends. Mix up three, four bottles and I'm good to go. You don't have to worry about trying to eat anything else. That's, that's our best seller. We sell a ton of that stuff. That to me, I mean, even, especially what you just said with, you don't have to eat anything. That's always been the thing that I feel like makes sense. You know, when you're doing a long activity, you know, whether it's like distance running or cycling, even climbing, anything like that, I feel like having to like chomp down a cliff bar or something while you're on the move or yeah. I can't. Yeah. And then, I mean, for what you were saying, like you get sick, you, you didn't want to get sick. It, there's gotta be some kind of hydration issue. There's gotta be some kind of, you know, solid food issue. So this seems to be like the, the perfect, like, Oh, okay. You could just drink something. It's not super intense. It's like pretty mild and it gives you everything you want. Yeah. And it is pretty mild. Uh, for how many calories it packs into one serving, it's incredibly mild. Um, I mean, it's about as sweet as other products that have one third the calories. I'd rather have that than probably 90% of things just because it's just like having a drink. You get calories, you get electrolytes, you get kind of everything you need, which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to think about it. I'm like, I don't have to prepare a bunch of stuff or think about my, like, I'm going to be out for four hours. I'm going to need roughly one bottle per hour and done. Yeah. And even like no planning, especially not having to eat solid food to me is like the biggest thing. I'm not the kind of person who can eat before I do something, whether it's like skiing or climbing, usually one of the two. Um, So after you kind of found out the formula, um, were you just kind of acting as the guinea pig, just like, you know, seeing what you personally, I mean, you said you did it for, for you. So, yeah. Yeah. So the, the three, 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 when I first came up with that formula, uh, me and a bunch of friends get together several times a year. And we do this ride in Moab called the white rim. It's a hundred mile mountain bike ride. You know, it takes all day, anywhere from eight to 11 hours, depending on conditions or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I have got to, I'm, I'm going to mix this up and I'm not going to take anything else with me out there. I, I had never really even tested out this formula like that for that amount of time. And they were all laughing at me like, Hey, you know what? I've, I've got an extra cliff bar cause you're going to need it. Everybody was taking extra food for me. I'm like, Nope, Nope. I just, I took, I don't know, maybe a hundred, 120 ounces between a camelback and a couple bottles. And I finished that ride and felt like a million bucks all day. Everybody was just blown away that it was doable, that you could do that without eating anything. That's incredible. And I mean, like since then, since that first initial, I guess the inaugural test, it's clear that it's, you know, not just a fluke. Um, especially yeah. if, you know, you found the thing that you like too. Um, was it, was it hard to get people on board with Carbo Rocket? I know you kind of did like the grassroots thing where like, you know, slowly people would be like, Hey, can I, can I try that? But what, what was the thing that really helped it spread and I guess reach more people? 
Um, initially, it going back to my my friend, he, it was actually a blog that he wrote called The Fat Cyclist. Uh, huge audience. He doesn't do that blog anymore. He now just has a podcast, but a huge cycling audience. And so he he would blab about it every once in a while. Uh, and I think that initially really helped get the word out to, to a bigger audience, you know, a nationwide audience as opposed to the local cycling community. Because he had a really wide reach, but uh, enough people in North America. So that, that gave it the first in the pants, I guess. Uh, and then, oh, not too long after, ended up moving to Chicago. We had kind of flounder a little bit. Uh, we had stuff in California. We had stuff in Utah. I was in Chicago. And it didn't really go anywhere for a few years. And then I moved back. To Utah, we brought everything under one roof. That was about four years ago, and that's really when things started to take off. What was what do you think was that factor that allowed you to take off? Was it just being able to focus a little bit better? I think so. Yeah, just being in it one hundred percent all day, every day, and all facets of the business under one roof um, that helped a ton. Oh, that makes sense. Do you do you do a lot with I guess working with different sponsored athletes, like what what is your approach to get the get your name out in terms of like marketing? Like how do you how does that so, work? Uh, up until about a year ago, we hadn't done any sort of like Facebook ads or anything like that. It was mostly sponsoring people. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, we sponsored some professional teams. I've got some funny stories about that from the early days. Um, but individuals like my friend, the fat cyclist, people like him who would get on board with it and they'd blab about it to their sphere of influence. And it just kind of grew like that. Is, is there, well, actually you kind of piqued my interest a little bit. What's like the wildest sponsorship story? <laughs> um, so like way, I th- the only product we had at the time was the original carbo rocket and just trying to keep stuff in stock and no, no money, not much money coming in, anything like that. Uh, a friend of mine hooked me up with, uh, um, Oh, now of course I can't remember his name, but he was, he was running a professional cycling team. Uh, it was the five Kenda five hour energy. So they had kind of a, another energy drink, but that's more caffeine kind of unrelated to what, they're not drinking that when they're on the bike. Um, uh, he was running that team and we got together and I'm like, yeah, let's sponsor you. And he was like, okay, we need 500 water bottles and I need, you know, 300 cans of product. I'm like going, uh, I'm not, okay, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll make something happen. Okay. We did get him some water bottles, uh, got him some initial product and partway through the season, I'm like out of inventory. I got nothing. And he's needing a ton of product for his team out racing all over the country. And so I literally drove all over town and bought all the competitors products. So anything that was remotely similar to what we had been providing them, I sent them like a hundred cans from probably six or seven different other brands of product 
to use because I, I didn't have anything to provide him. I had nothing. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got to remember his name. Uh, he, he raced with uh, Lance Armstrong in the Tour de France. Uh, uh, his wife was the one who initially kind of brought Lance Armstrong down. Oh, man. it's on the tip of my tongue. He'd shoot me if he was listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's crazy. I, yeah. it'll pop, it'll come, it'll come to me. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll remember it. It will be, we'll be yeah. chatting about something completely different and then you're just going to like, blurt yeah, I'll, just blur, I'll, I'll blurt out, I'll blurt out his name. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's crazy. I feel like, you know, there's so many moments where like you go to like these crazy lengths being like, what the hell am I doing to like make yeah. this thing work? That was at that. I was at, I was in one of those moments at least every month. We're re- ready to throw in the towel. Like literally until four, four years ago, I was ready to quit on a daily basis. That's, I feel like that's like a really dangerous. It's a, a beautiful and dangerous place to be because it shows you the level of commitment you have. Um, that's not the word my wife would use, but yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it opens up a, a ton of, you know, another can of worms too. Um, yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's the fact that you were able to, I guess, push through that is a testament though. Um, have you had any similar, did you kind of like learn from that? Like figure like, okay, like from now on, you know, when we take on sponsors, going to draw the line, spell it out. I guess that was a, a solid learning moment. You, you would think, but if, if the opportunity had arisen again to do something like that and I wasn't ready to do it, I would have jumped on it anyways and tried to figure it out uh, in the middle of it. Uh, I, I'm more apt to do, decide to do something without knowing how to make it happen and just go for it and try to figure it out along the way. I'm, I do that a lot. Well, clearly, I, I guess it's kind of worked out. Is there, I mean, uh, I don't know how I want to ask this. Um, how, how does that evolve? Like, how has your sponsorship program evolved from that? I, I never understand like how that piece of a business is managed it seems like kind of the wild west in terms of how you take sponsors how you handle everything under the sun you know involved frankie andreu frankie andreu That's is the, the his, his wife is betsy yeah oh, man. So anyway <laughs> um you know I, we, I don't say yes to everybody anymore uh and i what i found especially after working with like some some professional athletes are really good. Some are terrible, but my very best ambassadors and the people I want to sponsor are your everyday Joe and who might have a big sphere of influence. They're much more likely to talk about your products than a professional athlete. Cause one, one thing we don't do, we've never done and probably never will is actually pay somebody money to and then give them product. I had a couple athletes want to do that. And I'm like, yeah, we'll, we'll give you product, but that's it. Um, you know, and then other people, if it doesn't work out, if I don't feel like I'm getting any sort of return, we'll just say, hey, you know what? We're done kind of thing. Um, I haven't really had to do that too much. Uh, but yeah, definitely more. We get the most bang for buck out of your average Joe athlete. It might have a huge Instagram following or a huge uh, local following and not 
the professional athlete. Yeah, I've heard some, uh, I mean, it, it borderlines horror story, but I heard some pretty tough, rough stories about athletes being D of us. I don't, I don't think in the outdoor industry, you know, cycling, climbing, uh, skating, surfing, all, I don't think it's as much, it's as present there, but I've heard some like really tough, I guess, kind of entitled. Yeah. I haven't, we haven't, I haven't run into any, anybody like that, luckily. And if I did, I just wouldn't even deal with them. I'm like, I just don't have time for it. There's, I mean, not somebody, not somebody I want to deal with and I just won't. Yeah. I, you'd get a lot of clear messages if it ever did come to that, I guess. Um, yeah. Now that you kind of have what makes sense before you in terms of like products, how do you approach, I guess, going into the future? Like, would you, are you looking at like the next new product, new flavors? That's what I love. That's my favorite thing about this is creating new stuff. And I'm constantly, constantly messing around with new ingredients, new flavors, new ideas of products. Um, but luckily I have some people here who rein me in and they're like, <laughs> no, no, we need to get this taken care of 100%. Just focus on this. We don't need all those skews. So I'm, I'm always trying to head off in that direction of new, 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 new. But I have the people who understand the numbers better than I do, I think, uh, slowing me down. So that's, that's my favorite thing, though. I mean, let's see. My desk is a mess, but it's just a bunch of different ingredients, you know? I'm, a, I'm always messing around with stuff. I mean, you explained it simply. Like, it is just like, oh, like a little bit more citric acid, I'm assuming, or like, you know, different things of that level. But even to get down to that level of, you know, playing with ratios just seems kind of mind-blowing because, like, when you're talking about flavors, I don't think that there's necessarily, like, a cap. Like, you can kind of make anything happen at that point. Yeah, flavorings are huge. I mean, it used to be back in the day, you know, hey, if if that's going to make me go faster, longer, it, it could taste like shit. I don't care. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to drink it. But those days are over. It I gets mean, old if it, if it doesn't taste good, people aren't going to use it, Yeah, whether it works or not. So that's a big deal for us, for me, I think, is is it's got to taste good. Yeah. Not only work, but it's good. No, I, I get that. I mean... There's, there's instances where I like, you know, if you really want, if you really need it, you know, I can kind of forego flavoring, but the, you know, if something goes down smooth or is easy to mix anything like that, that's, I feel like oh, will always be king. Yep. So since getting into the supplement industry, what is, what is something that you've noticed that you would want to change? Like where, where do you want Carbo Rocket to fit? in the tapestry of supplements? Well, we started out and we just still in a pretty narrow niche, uh, you know, the endurance athlete, um, you know, like the guys going to the gym or doing a lifting weights, they're not going to drink a 300 calorie electrolyte drink. You know, it's not going to happen. Um, so I, I still want to maintain that narrow niche. I think that's kind of our market. But a couple of the newer ing uh, products that we've come out with, I don't know if they sent you any of the the Rocket Red, the beet juice with the supplement, the pre-workout. No, no. So that that product is our that's our second best-selling product, 
And that one has allowed us to cross over into a lot of other uh, areas, I guess, not just the endurance athlete, but the guy going to the gym, uh, people just want to drink, you know, beet juice for health. Um, ours has a little different spin on it than other beet juice products out there. But, uh, so I, I think maintaining the narrow niche, but maybe with an eye to a little more mainstream product here and there. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, just be kind of a athlete's aid across the board, I guess. Yeah. What would you say has been the biggest factor towards your success, um, pushing you through the, you know, arduous, humble beginnings? Uh, honestly, just I'm stubborn. I'm stubborn as hell. And <laughs> that's it. I mean, in a nutshell, that's, that's, that's number one thing right there. I'm stubborn. That's an easy one. I mean, hey, as if you're an endurance cyclist, you got to have some kind of, you know, willpower, right? Yeah. Yeah. My wife, again, she wouldn't use that. She might use that word, stubborn. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I, I have a degree in history and English. I, I guess I could get a job pulling shots at a coffee shop, maybe. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to do anything else either. So uh, I, I didn't know how to do this. I had no roadmap, no background in it. Uh, and now it's all I've done for the last 12, 13 years. That's the best way though, because I mean, you know, it's not like you just did it. Like you were like, huh, you know, like I have this problem. Like I want to fix this for myself. If you're experiencing something that means that there's, and you're not getting what you need out there. That means that there's a ton of other people, you know, in the same boat. So yeah, I, it's almost better yet that you, you know, didn't have a business degree or, you know, any kind of anything like that because you, I mean, it, it's, it's cheesy to say, you know, buy athletes for athletes. But it does, you know, those are the people who are going to be looking for the problems, like looking to yep. how to tweak what's going on. So that it's almost for the best. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I would do differently. I, I think uh, the time frame could be shortened, you know, from instead of 10 years to making money. Now that I can look back and, and, and things that have worked and not worked. And where to spend money and not spend money. I think I could cut that if I was to start over tomorrow at ground zero. But with the knowledge that I have, I think that could, you know, that time frame could be cut down to a couple of years, maybe. Yeah, you kind of you you were able to look at your mistakes, learn from them, kind of tweak it from there. Yeah, that makes sense. No, and I, I'm still making them every day, though. Hey, it's how we find uh, you know what's not working, and you know, bring some change. Yeah. Um, what has been the hardest part about starting and building Carbo Rocket? Um, I, the hardest part for me, I think, was maintaining inventory, uh, not having the cash reserves to forecast and make sure that we didn't run out of product and inventory, stocking out of stuff. Uh, and just finally getting to a point where, you know, we're able to spend a big chunk of money and better forecasting, uh, and not stocking out of product like we did in the early days that that's been the biggest challenge is just managing that. 
is is getting past it just kind of like taking note and being like okay so for next time do this is it that yeah uh, that makes sense uh what are some of the biggest mistakes you made along your career mm. I, I think i mean i learned it wasn't necessarily a mistake and a lot of good came out of it but when i was in chicago for six years things really uh just kind of bumbled along not a lot happened in that in that time frame um we went back my wife got into a phd program back there so we moved the kids back there and i i, I attempted to keep running carbo rocket from there kind of remotely and we had stuff all over and just about didn't make it i don't know if that was a mistake um that that was that was one of the harder parts of the the business i think or the hardest time frame yeah it makes sense when real life gets in the way yeah 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 juggling real life and trying to build a brand yeah that's it's, it's tough yeah it's it's always a always a challenge it never it's a challenge dress in different clothing but always always ends up uh coming back around yeah. What advice would you give someone who would want to start a brand or business or, you know, some kind of organization, whether it's in the outdoor industry, cycling industry, wherever? Don't do it. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it's I, I've seen in the time frame I've done this, I've seen multiple similar companies like mine come and go gone pop up for a year or two and then gone and every single one of them somebody was trying to make it work as a side hustle side gig and i do think the main reason that this is working and i've made this work is i jumped in with both feet and that's all i that's all i've done that's all i've worked on i mean it's a big risk but because of that, I mean, you're kind of forced to make shit happen. Yeah. Sink or swim at that point. It is. I mean, literally that's boom. You know, it's, it, it wasn't something that I could just easily walk away from. I didn't have, I didn't have anywhere to walk. Yeah. So you better start swimming. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, I think that's, you know, if, if you believe in your product and you've done some research and you think there's a demand for it. And I, I think it goes a long way. Jump in with both feet, man. Make it happen. Yeah, that's I, that's sound advice. I mean, if you're not fully committed, then you know it, it hurts. Yeah, it, it hurts though, man. I mean, I could have filed bankruptcy a couple of times. Uh, probably could have been divorced multiple times. Uh, it was. It's it, there's a rough number of years in there for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I mean, it, you kind of have to be willing to go to that point. No, yeah, I, I, it, it makes sense. I mean, like, it's not all going to be like glitter and sunshine, right? I mean, you need to be able to stomach the tough aspects of it all. Yeah. Yeah, somebody, somebody I don't know who, who told me something about, I think the phrase was, 
uh, hey, congratulations on your 10-year overnight success. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that. I freaking love it. Um, so it looks like we have time for one more question. Um, right. What is the best part about running Carbo Rocket? Oh, man. People. Uh, people. That's what the, this COVID thing. That's been the worst part of this year. It's been busy as hell. But I, I love nothing more than to go to events, participate in the event, hang out with the people who are there, talk to them about the product. Uh, I miss that like crazy. Yeah, me too. Man, that's, yeah. It's, it's a hard time to be an extroverted person. And I'm feeling yes. it. Yeah, it's, it's killing me. You know, or, or you, somebody will come up to me at an expo that I've never met before. I've been using this product for this many years and they'll tell me their name. And I'm like, I know your name. I see your orders come in. It's awesome. And it's like the, like those tiny moments of being able to actually connect with someone who is like supporting the thing you're doing. And like, actually, you know, you kind of like touch their lives. You, it's, you know, it's a nice thing. Yeah, that's, that's definitely the best. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, Brad, thanks so much. Thanks so much for coming on. Um, yeah. For anyone, yeah, of course. For anyone who's you know wants to find out more information about Carbo Rocket or you know, I guess just check things out. Where's the best place for them to head to? Uh, I would say the website CarboRocket.com. I mean, all the information on all the products, all the ingredients, all the nutrition, uh, how to use them, probably there. Um, and then, you know, ask around, you know, they're probably just a stone's throw away from somebody who's using it. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, Brad, thanks again for coming on. Um, you know, really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. All right. See you later. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Eddy Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.